The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 310. Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. This is The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 310. I am Rob. You are Greg. Hi ho, greetings from the planet Goosebane. And I want to give a quick shout out before we get started. A quick shout out to Tom Santo of the Led Zeppelin cover band Custard Pie, which we have mentioned here on the Paunch Stevenson show before. Yes, yes, great New Jersey cover band. We uh, actually we <laughs> we mentioned it. Uh, what was it like ten years ago? I think <laughs> literally, I think it was ten years ago. And, <laughs> and he finally got back to us. Uh, he sent us a, a message. Um, hey there, this is Tommy Santo from the band Custard Pie. I was an original member from beginning to our unfortunate end. I found a clip from your show from 2010 we're now in 2021 this was actually this was 11 years ago so a clip from uh, from here from the Paunch Stevenson show from 2010 at Hoboken during that freaky heat wave I will send you that clip it is an mp3 thank you for the compliment because uh, we were we were praising uh, how how good their covers were of the Led Zeppelin songs which are a difficult thing to, to pull off. So, uh, so yeah, we, we liked the band Custard Pie. I have a new Led Zeppelin tribute band and hope to be gigging soon. It's been tough being locked down these past 12, 13 months. Anyway, I sent you the MP3 file. Thanks again, Tommy. So, Tom Santo, thank you so much. We're still fans. You're fans. We're fans. We're all fans. And it was cool getting that message. So thank you so much. Let us know when the band. Actually, what is the new? What's the what's the name of the new band? You didn't say. Uh, so yeah, let us know the name of your new Led Zeppelin uh, cover band. One more thing. What? Lieutenant Columbo? Just just one more thing. Just one more. One more thing. One more thing. I'm doing a Steve Jobs. One more thing. Uh, shout out to this YouTube page, which is uh, it's Grant Garland, and he does <laughs> he does cover songs. Uh, he stole my idea. It was my idea. He does cover songs of 1980s TV theme songs. Yeah, the Perfect Strangers uh, theme song really uh, caught my attention when I found this uh, this guy's page. He actually has a regular band, you know, and they make music, but you know, they've done about you know, a dozen of these covers. So yeah, he does cover versions of 1980s TV theme songs. Again, my idea, something I've always wanted to do, so I'm glad to see someone else doing it. So what do we have here? We have Saved by the Bell, Cheers, uh, Perfect Strangers, um, uh, Greatest American Hero, etc., etc. So, so yeah, it's, um, if you go on YouTube and search for Grant Garland, he has some, some cool things there. Taxi, the taxi theme song. Welcome back, Cotter. I know that was 1970s, but... Uh, who's the boss? Uh, growing pains, etc., etc., etc. So, uh, so yeah, YouTube search for Grant Garland. All right, what do you have, Greg? Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. No matter what the
So we're here, the Punch Stevenson Show. Oh, oh that's, uh, that's mine. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Good time. And uh, this is very, we're at an airport, although we're not flying. It's literally at strange. an airport. And uh, we're having uh, some kind of lunch, expecting a monsoon to come through and below these planes that are sitting there onto us. Or the outside tarp. Either one. So, you're still alive. Still alive. Oh, wait, who is this? This is the great and powerful Lanza. Yeah, this is Lanza. Who, uh, uh, what was it? Six months? I don't know. we go? Six August? Months. August when we went to the Clarks. Oh, was that when it was? I think so. Definitely yeah. summertime. Maybe a little later. Anyway. Yeah, still alive. It's a bit windy. Good God. You could say it's a bit windy. Just did. Anyway, so... Uh, I wrote down some notes. Oh, so you were just mentioning uh, Stone Cold. Uh, you were mentioning Stone Cold, Steve what? Austin, who uh, we met. At uh, the gun show. Yeah, <laughs> the gun show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's got to be like five years ago now. That long? I was living in Hoboken. I didn't think it was that long. Anyway. Anyways. What's, I don't know, what's going on with him? Man? People so, are talking about him now. Well, A&E had a biography, which I didn't watch because I feel like there's nothing new. <laughs> what could be said? Uh, but did you see the, uh, the Treasure Show? No. You should watch that. How do, is it on something I could watch? I think it's on Hulu, because uh, it's A&E, and I think a and E's on Hulu, but... Wait a minute, why did you get a pickle? I didn't. I don't know. That I don't have an answer for. Anyway. Anyway. That was pretty good, because they had, like... They had, like, Mick Foley go to, like, some... To look for his, like... I forgot if it was his shirt. His, uh. like, first shirt. So he would go to, like, all these fans' houses, and, like... I don't know, this one guy had, like, a... A plethora is an understatement of stuff. Wasn't there, wasn't there an incident where somebody went to Mick Foley's driveway to get him to sign there stuff? There was. They had a yard sale. <laughs> and someone we know <laughs> got their Beyond the Mat poster signed. <laughs> I think it was the son, the daughter, and the wife. I'm sure Mick was happy to see them there. I don't know if Mick was there. Oh. I'm not 100% sure. Because I know Mick Foley is, gets like furious when people send him something in the mail. Well, he's also like a carny, because when his book came out, he used to have it in the backseat of his car and charge people like $25 for <laughs> a signed copy. Hey. So, you know. Um, <clears throat> so was I, I was watching some clips of uh, Austin's old, uh, not his podcast, but he, he does that. I don't Does he still do that WWE show where he interviews yeah. people? Yeah. It's his podcast, basically. It's Broken Skull, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I was watching some, some clips from that, and he had the one with Vince McMahon. And, um, you know, when Austin walked out. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Steve Austin, who, great competitor... Not, not a, I don't think he was a great wrestler, but, you know, very, you know, legendary uh, uh, sports entertainer. Um, he's actually the reason why I gave up finally on, on watching WWE. Wow. When he was popular well, or when he walked out? Uh, I don't I guess he was still wrestling. He had a feud with Kurt Angle. And this was like... 2001? Yeah, somewhere around there. And the feud involved that stupid thing where Kurt Angle... I don't know like how it started. Like Kurt Angle would be doing a promo in the ring, and he would say, like, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, the crowd would start saying, what? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I, did oh, did Austin start that? I, I, I can't remember. Austin started it. Yeah. That was the most obnoxious I love that. thing ever. I thought I used to like that a lot. Yes, it was funny. I agree. I anyway. thought it was really funny initially. But, like, after two years? Right. Yes. Okay. After, and by the yeah. way, this is almost 20 years later. They're still doing it. Mm. If they were still in a ring. Uh, in the audience. Well, good point. But I at the time, I, At the time, I liked it a lot. I couldn't take it! I think if I was in the audience now, I wouldn't even mind doing it. Although, did you watch any of WrestleMania with the live crowd? No. I don't have the uh, network or whatever. Peacock? Well, it would have to be premium. I don't have the premium. Uh, yeah, I think so. Have you watched anything on Peacock, like the new Saved by the Bell? No, it's on premium. I don't think it was that free, too. No, the old Saved by the Bell is free. The old Saved by the Bell is on 24-7 on any television. Wow. Anyway, I was just thinking about, you know, Austin and... Um, you know, just it's amazing you think about the guy had a wrestling career, in-ring career of that was like shorter than Don Mattingly's baseball career, which was cut short. We know, right? He wrestled from like 1989 through 2003, just about. And don't forget, he was injured for like 18 months when he had the neck surgery, and he walked out. And he walked for out a year. Do you think Magley could have played one more year? Don? Yeah. I think he could have. I think have. he could have de-aged. Nah. He was fine in the field. Um, there was a few reasons why he stepped away. Uh, the first thing was he would spend like an hour and a half before the game like stretching yeah, yeah. and doing extra just to get the back loosened up. And I think he was annoyed with that. Plus, in 1995 was his last season. And he had a few injuries. And he was kind of annoyed with that. I think that the real reason, honestly, was, you know, the wife had a drinking problem. Mm, I forgot about that. Right. And right. I don't think he wanted to... Because, like, at some point... They had moved... I mean, they always... They lived in New Jersey. They had the high house in Tenafly, New Jersey. But in the off-season, you know, they lived in Indiana. Because they had a rant, like a horse rant farm or whatever. And I guess he just didn't want to leave her there. And so that was part of the reason why he returned home. Also, th there was other things that happened. Like, he, he couldn't decide... And so then the Yankees went out and traded for Tino. Tino Martinez, and then he couldn't. That kind of put him in a weird situation. They fired Buck Showalter, who he liked. It's just a weird situation. And so the next year, I remember the next year, there was always these rumors. Actually, the next year he sat out, and then they won the World Series. 97, then? So when they won the World Series, apparently. According to his wife at the time, he uh, he watched he watched them win it and then just shut the TV off. And I guess the next year there was there was rumors that he had been working out in the off season, and maybe he was going to try to do a comeback. Because so, there were listen, there were teams in '96 that called him up uh, mid season. I think maybe one of them was Baltimore. Really. Yeah, that would make sense because Baltimore was a independent. There, race were, there were teams that had called him up and said, "Hey, listen, you, you're going to make, you're going to come back. We could use you." Blah blah blah. And then '97, I'll never forget. He, uh, you know, he, he, I think he was doing some working out in the off season, and I think he just was like, "I, I just can't, I, I, I can't do this anymore." And uh, so when he retired, they had the press conference, and St George Steinbrenner was there, the owner, and. He was adamant, and I really believe uh, Steinbrenner. He was adamant. He said, "He said if Don was ever going to come back, he would he would be playing for us." He's like, "We were not going to. He's like, we're not going to let him play somewhere else." It's not I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine him like in a Baltimore uniform. Because they were asking, or... yeah, they were asking him. They were like, "Well, you know, you have a first baseman," and, and he was like, "He's like, we would have worked. He's like, we would have done something." Right. 
But there was no way he was going to play somewhere else. But he wasn't. Plus, he couldn't de-age. He really, really, really wanted to just be on the team. I mean... I mean, reality is... Yeah, you're right. With his back, he probably would have been better off in a limited role. I feel like everyone does that now. Oh, yeah, now. Now, baseball players, well, you know, they... different, yeah. I mean... Look at the, the, the guy in the Braves, Ronald Acuna Jr. He's 23 years old or whatever he is. Yeah. He takes a hard swing and he's injured. injured. Huh? Look at Judge. I don't think he took a swing and he's got a bleak to sit out three days. Yes. Aaron Judge. What hey, do you mean? With Mattingly's birthday, I was thinking about that. Like, if he had, like, yeah. one more year in him. Well, especially, like, they still would have probably made the trade for Tino. No. Didn't they sign Tino in '96? No, they traded for him. Yeah, that was a that was a it was a joke of a trade. They traded uh, Russ. What the hell was his name? Springer? Was he a third baseman? No, 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 not Springer. It was a third baseman. Davis? No. No, it was somebody else. It was a uh, it was a guy who the Yankees were bringing along as like a <coughs> eventual third baseman. I didn't think he was even that good. Hmm. Traded him and some other guy, and they got, but they got Martinez and Jeff Nelson, the reliever who was like the, one of their best relievers. I'm gonna look up the trade now. That was who they got. It was a joke. Russ Davis and Sterling Hitchcock were sent to the Seattle. Really? Jeff Nelson and Jim Messier went to went with Martinez to the Yankees, while Russ Davis and Sterling Hitchcock went to Seattle. I do remember Sterling Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah, Sterling Hitchcock. Wow. That is like a nothing deal. I can't believe that. Huh. <laughs> because Seattle couldn't re-sign him. Well, they had Griffey and A-Rod, right? Was A-Rod there at the time? Uh, he was like a rookie. Yeah, but... Yeah, Seattle had a lot of players they got. They had traded. Yeah, it was a joke. Anyway... So, speaking of baseball, a friend of ours was at the uh, Philadelphia Phillies game last night. <laughs> Some, he was sitting way out in, like, right center field, like, way out there. And uh, Buster Posey, catcher for the San Francisco Giants, hit a home run. Like, it was like a laser right at this guy, and he did not catch it. He did not catch it. Did you ever catch a foul ball? No. For a home run ball? I was hit in the back by a batting practice ball. So, we can count that. I was at Yankee Stadium. This is like in maybe 95. And we were in, we were looking around Monument Park. And uh, what happened was, I was still in high school, and our marching band, which I was not in, was going to go out on the field and play, and I was uh, going to record them. Hmm. So we were hanging around the uh, the door that go went on the field in left field, and I guess they were doing BP, and I don't even know who hit it. <laughs> Somebody in the Detroit Tigers. And I just hear this, like, you know, you hear, like, this, like, whistling noise. And, um... All of a sudden, I, I don't think it hit me on the fly. I think it may have been on a bounce. I was like, on the fly, I think it would have been. And I was like, ah! And I didn't even kick the ball. Somebody else got it. That's terrible. I caught one at uh, City Field once. Uh, one of my friends had tickets from his company, and we sat like behind whole plate, like pretty up, and I just foul ball landed in the seat in the front and bounced right into me. And the guy behind us was like, 25 years I've been coming to games. Uh. I, can't, I was like, all right, can I look at it? Can I see it? I was like, dude, it's like, I'm uncomfortable. I just want to go home now. <laughs> it was like the eighth inning. Anyway, so this guy, um, he got a good, nice welt from it. Now, another friend of ours was at City Field a few years ago, and a foul ball was hit that ricocheted and got him right in the face. <laughs> no! It wasn't a, no, a foul ball. It was thrown to him. It was thrown by one of the players at the end of the inning. 
Actually, I think it was a, a wrestler. I think it was the wrestling night. Was it? I think so. Someone anyway threw a ball. It bounced. Yeah. Fat lip. <laughs> <laughs> so it had me thinking, who's that guy who goes around to every stadium just to catch home run balls? Yeah, I saw the story on him a few years ago, and I forget. But he, I haven't heard about him because, like, 2020 was a watch. Well, look him up. I don't even know if he does it now. No, he does. I'm going to tell you why. Because now, because last year there were no fans allowed, and yeah. this year there's limited fans. So he has been already to like five or six places. So, you know, everybody's laughing at this guy because the few nights ago, he was, I forget where he was, which stadium, but somebody had a home run. And so this guy does this nonsense where he's like, oh, I have all these analytics and I know exactly where to stand to catch the home run and blah, blah, blah. So somebody's hitting a home run and you see this guy who's in the same section, but he's like 50 rows up. You see this guy racing at full speed down the aisle and he... Um, Could be Zach Hample. That's him. See him racing full speed. He comes down the aisle and and steals the home run from these people who are sitting right there. Oh. Yeah, thank you. Literally, like these two people are sitting there, and they've got the. I think one was a kid, and they've got their mitts up, and this guy comes running down with his glove and literally robs it, like standing next. Well, he needs to that eleven thousand and one full. So the next night, he's at a different place. <coughs> home runs hit. This time, he's in his seat. He jumps out of his seat, climbs down like a couple of rows, and he sees the ball coming, and he's right there to, to get it, and he jump, and the ball hits. And now it's like it's like hopping, and he jumps down to the, the, the last row at the bottom, and he slips and falls right on his head. <laughs> and he's like laying on the ground, and he's got his arm like reaching back, trying to get the ball, and while he's doing that, somebody else runs over and takes it. So the internet was celebrating. What is wrong with him? Everyone's got their hobby, but still, that's a... What is wrong with him? That's what the guy does. I know, but I mean... I don't know. At some point, aren't you bored? By 10, 11, 12,000 baseballs? Yeah, I know. He's, he's caught that many. Or he's got a, I just... The wiki says 11,000, but it's more <laughs> than that now. So aren't you bored by it? Also, like, do you know what each baseball is from? You could just, like... Is he marking them? Must be. I don't know. Let's not give him too much credit here. It's not that hard. Well, it's not, but I just mean, like, what's the... I don't know. You can look up your 7,658th ball and look at it and be like, huh. and mark it and be like, oh yeah, I remember the game in Seattle when I knocked the woman over. <laughs> like, I don't know, after a while. At least autographs or photo ops you could like look at and, and know what's going on at the moment, but that's, yeah. I don't know, one or two, ten. Give him, a, give him one from every stadium. Give him 40 just for the hell of it. Well, he's insane. That's, that's <laughs> most people in this hobby. Yeah, well, so, Have you talked about your through-the-mail successes? Nah. Nah. I mean, you send, look, if you send you send a photo or a DVD or something, CD through the mail, you know, you hope that you get it back. You hope that it's not mangled in the mail. The mail mangling is... I had to buy a new, I told you, I had to buy a new mailbox. No, you did not tell me. That's interesting, though. Oh, I told the other moron. That he was the post office was destroying well, my mail. Well, yeah, well, you had the uh, the crumple and I had do not bend on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they killed the guy. The guy kept killing, it, and I left him a note, and I was like, "Listen, can you stop bending them? Their photos in there." So what I did was uh, I got a, a mailbox that fits uh, oh, eight by nine by twelve yeah. envelopes. So so it should just, just right stick in. it in there. Yeah. You know, that and, and like, you know, when I order stuff in the mail, a lot of stuff that's, you know, memorabilia that's autographed, like off of eBay or something or a signing, and, you know, they stick it on the porch. And, you know, the awning on, on the house is 
It's not designed to cover the porch nail. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just for decorations. So if it rains, yeah. Like today, it's all wet. Yeah, that's been my problem. Like they'll just throw it on the porch. Well, you had that good one in the winter. Was it oh. in the winter where they? No, the Amazon. I forgot. I don't even know where it was at this point. When we had those two feet of snow, and the driver, the driver drove up and just threw it in the driveway in the snow. Man. I sent a picture to Amazon. I was like, hey. Uh, <laughs> you know, he said I signed for it, but I did not get out of my house for this. <laughs> you have, you don't have, there's no footprint. He was, the guy was like, I did the Amazon charge. I like, one, one moment, Joseph. We have to look into this. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, uh, well. But yeah. Um, what other note that I have? Oh. <coughs> what was I thinking about? Um. Yeah, so there's all this, uh, you know, uh, in the news now that the, they had the George Floyd trial. Yes. The uh, the main cop that, that kneeled on his neck killed him. He's guilty. And so I was thinking, you know, you know, because it was a guilty verdict, there were no riots. Which probably would have been a uh, civil dis dis uh, unrest. Right. So I was thinking back... To uh, many many years ago, um, I had a wiffle ball league in my yard with a bunch of friends. Rob was one of them. He was awful. Rob is admit admittedly not a sportsman. As the wind really picks up here, um, so <laughs> so the team names and like we used to like come up with team names and our yeah. lineups. We're usually like, because we would like keep score. We, so the lineups were usually like ridiculous, sarcastic names and stuff we would come up with, cartoon characters, occasionally some actual players. Um, <laughs> so Rob, Rob had a team that was, Rob had a team that was initially called the Bombay Barney Millers. <laughs> and the Barney Miller the Barney Miller name uh, was derived because some guy that, that worked on it was the guy Ron Carey, uh, who was an actor on Barney Miller. I think he must have grown up somewhere either in, in our town or in Newark. And so they, in, in middle school, it was about when we were in like junior high school. So in middle school, they brought him in, in to the auditorium. And he gave some, some speech. Like, who cares? Wow. So immediately, because wow. like oh, none of us knew. We were like, what is this Barney Miller? I was say, what was your name? The awesome Andy Griffiths? <laughs> Mine was the PPP Stars. PPP, which stood for the Pramp Pramp Posse. Pramp Pramp? Yes. Pramp Pramp was derived from this janitor that we had in the middle school. This is deep. Yeah, this guy was good. <laughs> so this janitor would, they, they had this poor, it was an older guy. They had this poor janitor standing guard in the, in the boys' room. Yeah, this is this was done. This is thirty years ago. This was done. You had to because if not, like the the, the junior high school, my town, the junior high kids, like would have been beating each other up. Yeah. Got there was not like like they were worried about like drugs or anything right. like that. It was literally they were just play. worried about yeah. yeah like somebody like destroying the bathroom. Yeah. Like no urinal on the wall. Yeah. yeah. This, they would have been we were heinous. So this guy kept like clearing his throat like. Rawr, rawr. And you made the noise of pramp pramp. So one of the one of our friends, guy Chris, who was a lunatic, he decided at one point that as we were all like we'd go in there like take a leak, because you know, it was like it was like like fifteen urinals along this bathroom. We'd go in there like take a leak, all like lined up one at a time, and and this guy would be like making noises, and then you know because it's like you know when it was like eight nine. Uh, you know, 12, 13-year-old kids taking a, a leak, you know, you're not going to be quiet. You're going to, idiots are going to make noises. Right. So at one point, this guy Chris started doing the sound when that guy did it and, like, making fun of him. It was right, really... Right. No, I could get that. I'm behind that so far. But... So at some point, we decided, we began to call ourselves the Pramp Pramp Posse. Because the sound he made was Pramp. It was like a Pramp. I don't Pramp. This was, I like that. No, no, no. This was, in, this was insane. Anyway, so that became my team name. 
Um, Rob, at one, the reason I brought this up is at one point, you know, there was the Rodney King. Yeah, uh, L.A. In L.A., Rodney King yeah. verdict, which was not guilty, despite the cops beating him nearly to death. And on, videotape. And videotape. That's a laugh. And videotape. Anyway, so <clears throat> there were some riots. And um, so Rob decided to change his team name that year to the Los Angeles Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say there was going to be a riot on the Wolf of Bowl League. Mm. Nah. Yeah. There was some wrestling going on, that was about it. Well, that's but, normal for But Rob was terrible. Um, he was like, oh, for whatever. I couldn't hit. I could always pitch pretty good. I used to like to throw a little... Rob side. was not too bad at pitching, believe it or not. Yeah. It was not too bad, but could not hit a lick. It hit was it. really, really bad. We used, to go to, we used to go to a beach club when I was a kid. And, uh, maybe I stopped at 13. I don't think it was like towards my teens. And instead of wiffle ball, we play with like a tennis ball, and we used to tape the bat. I mean, the bats were like yeah, I think we could put kill duct somebody. tape on them. I mean, like put triple duct tape. tape. It was crazy. Never got a hit. Really? Never hit. Oh, never, never. I either hit it to someone or like. Did you ever play organized baseball? Little league, I stopped when I was like eleven because oh. that's when it got like well, like I like guess seventh grade-ish, because that's when it got like real competitive, and I was just not good. Basketball, I could hold my own. Little league, oh, I could not hold my own. <laughs> Fielding or hitting, it just it was not there. It was not there. One year I was good. I remember one year I like was turning double plays like crazy, like throwing people out at home. And then I like played short. It's tough because back, you know, when you're a kid, then you know, kids, you grow in different growth spurts. And when you have a growth spurt, then now you're totally out of balance. That happened to me all the time. Um, the thing for me was I was always, even when I'd have a growth, say I would have growth spurts. <laughs> And when I became like a teenager, it was a problem because I would get like, I'd get like muscle injuries, you know, just as part of like, well, yeah, that growth yeah. spurt. Of, and I'd had, then I had an Achilles problem for a while. But I was, even as a, as a kid, I was always super fast. Yeah, I didn't have that. I that was, was the whole fast. thing. Um, even though I was tall, I was always very fast. So I had that for me. Um, but I got, I remember literally got constant, oh, I had the whole, oh, I do get beamed. I used to like to get beamed. I used to get on base. Yeah, it was nice, but you know, it hurt. Oh. I can take that for the check. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Instead of making two, three trips. Thank yeah. You. So, yeah, I used to like getting beamed. I used to like getting walked. Getting hit was really. I used to like to like almost like a dorm. Not really, you know, always <laughs> took, towards my back. Took one for the team. Yeah. I don't even take one for the team. They just be, you know, I just doesn't. As long as I didn't make an out. Well, nobody could pitch. That was part of the problem. But yeah, the other thing was, um, I didn't take a lot of walks because the umpires just called everything a strike. It was ridiculous. I couldn't remember. I feel like... And then I would argue with them. Wow. Like, what are you talking about? It's better than me. Like, I would... Like, people would argue, but I wouldn't even know. I was just terrible. I just... And I would, like, practice. I would do, like, winter, indoor. I would, really? I was, I was bad at Little League. <laughs> Basically, I could hold my own. I feel like, first of all, it's a team sport. If I didn't get a pass, like, who cares? I could play... Defense, I was pretty damn good on. The pre trapping and the press and all that. I and I was tall too, so like I had an advantage there. Being tall in baseball means nothing. Right. I was okay in basketball. I mean, I played it in high school for a few years, but uh, I don't know. I wasn't. You know, I shot okay. Defense. I was just wasn't aggressive. I didn't feel like because. Yeah, I mean, I would. I was we, never aggressive. We played against these like monsters. Yeah, there would be a few <laughs> monsters. We didn't have like monster monsters, but I, I was never aggressive. But I could hold my own little league. And then once it got competitive, where people were going to like cities and, and talking about nah, states. I never did that. Stuff. I said, "Oh man, this is too much for me." I think I was. I had to be around twelve, right around like that seventh, eighth grade league. I was on the. I was on the all star teams, like in little league, and so we traveled a little, but we never got. We never got anywhere. We'd always lose. No, that that was not. Um, there was a lot of politicking involved. Well, I feel like that's always too. Uh, because like my town, we had two different leagues, an American and a national, and then the next town up from we didn't us have leagues. Thank you. Thank guys. you so much. You too. Thank you. The next town up uh, had. Uh, which I'm called. They had like three, but so like uh, like the towns around where I lived, everybody, every town was had was were good in baseball, and so like the regional whatever would purposely pit us against each other to like eliminate more of our teams. We had leagues. We had, but it was stupid because there were uh, the, yeah. So here's the stupid thing: like town, the towns. See, little league is it's very stupid. Towns that would go on, <laughs> the towns that would go on to be successful were the ones who um, 
did not split up their players. They had right. one team. Right, well, that makes sense. So, like, if my town put every, pl good, every good player, player on the one, one team, team it would have right. been, like, almost to the top of the state. Right. right. Instead of splitting for... But we split right. it up because that's the, that's the way the rule was. The Little League rules. Oh, we're going to get killed here. Wind's yeah. really picking up yeah. here. <clears throat> anyway, um... So anyway, so yeah, so we had the wiffle ball league, and the home run was if you hit it into the pool. Mm. And um, I'm trying to think about how far it was. It was my yard is like uh, I don't know, it was about 80 feet. The yard, the pool's pro pool was probably like 70 feet or something, maybe less. Anyway, but we use mostly we would use like the official wiffle ball unless it got mm -hmm. broken up, which always happens. I mean, cracked, then we would use yeah. crappier ones. And for the most part, we didn't use the yellow bat, uh, mainly because like those were those would get broken. Um, what you use? We used like 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 those like kiddier ones that looked like an actual bat, huh. but they were short. You just yeah, couldn't yeah, hit yeah. it as far. The whole yeah. thing was he didn't hit as far. But anyway, um, so we would do that, and I think Rob had like two home runs. In his I had career. one home run in my life at uh, at the beach club, and it was off like I was like. It was off like my friend's brother who was like eight. Damn. It was great. It was right down the middle. It was fantastic. I had a lot of doubles. I was not a power hitter. But the funny so the funny thing was, you know, I was doing that and then I would do like when we played a wiffle ball, my friends would always they would always deny this, but um I had in the league, we had like five, six guys in the league. Yeah. My one friend was uh, the one that you met at the, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> at the, one of the signings. Yeah, wasn't it Mattingly? Yeah. yeah. He was pretty good. He was a lefty. Uh, the other the other guys were not as they weren't as they weren't as athletic really. They were okay. But anyway, so I would purposely just out of boredom or whatever, I would purposely um, bat like left-handed a few times through the order. Oh, I would get so aggravated at you. Mainly because I was uh, just I just I knew, like, I knew if I batted right-handed, I would probably kill these guys. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't I would, be competitive. I, I would be aggravated at you, because I knew, I would know that's why you're doing it, and I would just be... Well, angry. I never said it then. I would just know. No, no I, but I was, I was also trying to learn it. Okay. okay. So, eventually, I, in Little League one year, in the practice, my father was like, why don't you, he wasn't the coach, he was like, why don't you just bat left-handed? And I was like, mm. And I did it, and was, like, slapping hits all over the place. So, they're like, wait, why, why aren't you doing this more often? And I was like, I don't know. So then I started batting almost always left-handed because hmm. they just walked me every time. Because back then, kids, when you were like 10, 11, a kid, yeah, 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 right-handed yeah. pitcher, they would see a lefty come up and they, they didn't, know, know, how to, to didn't yeah. know how to pitch. Yeah. So they'd walk them all. So that was, that was funny. But yeah, it was the old, the old wiffle ball. Now, speaking of, uh, also speaking of baseball, um, I was listening to, I was in the car and I was flipping back, I think, between, like, the Mets and the Yankees. And so, <laughs> at one point, I was listening to the Yankee game. <laughs> and, the, you know, the, the, the host is the play-by-play is John Sterling. He's been the play-by-play -play for... Well, I mean, so the funny part is... <laughs> so now, he can own... Him and the, and the co-host, Susan yeah. Waldman. Oh, God. The two of them are, are just... They're Total. just out of yeah. it. So, the, the, so now, the, the announcers... Only in they they only they announce everything at the home stadium. Yes. So uh, when the team is on the road, they're just looking at the TV screen yes. like anybody yes. else. Yeah. <laughs> so John Sterling, who's like in his 80s, yes, he can, so now he doesn't hear like the crack of the bat. He doesn't know. So right. now when when somebody it's hits terrible. the ball yeah. like a fly ball, he can't do. So the big thing with John Sterling, this announcer, is you know somebody hits a ball like. Oh, it is high. It is far. It does this yeah, like ridiculous theatrical shtick. nonsense. But now he can't really do it because he doesn't know if it's going to be a home run. He's no That's idea. True. Yeah, right. And they don't get him like a bigger TV. It's so, terrible. I'm listening, and I think the uh, the opponent, the, whoever they were playing, was up uh, batting, and the person hits the ball, and he goes, "Oh, there's a fly ball to left." Gone. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. He goes. There's a fly ball to left. And... Oh, it's gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's I, it. He used, that, he used to do that even with the home games. <laughs> yeah. So his other thing is... I think I've talked about this on the podcast. His other thing is when the Yankee player... The, every new Yankee player gets a home run call 
by yes. him. Yep. Where he does some stupid uh, thing or has to rhyme and it's just idiotic, you know, like back the way I remember like Bernie Williams burn baby burn burn baby burn yeah um, is different though they, they, he had like some flair now I think so Sandy, now yeah. now anytime you know they have a new player he has the home run but it's not just one it's two yeah no oh, yeah that's, that's so he does two of them it's, it's so the guy comes up this guy Rufnid Odor that they signed he I know you're gonna say that. Yeah. So he he hits the home run. He goes, what was he goes, he goes, he so he hits the home run. Oh, it's gone. He goes, he's horrific. I'm like, oh uh, my god. Then he starts babbling. Oh, it's a long home run. The score, blah blah blah. And then he right. goes, hey, oh Rugi, he he hit the let him hit the door. So close the door. And I'm it's like, so oh bad. god. It's so. But he's been the last few have been bad. So. That's not surprising. John Sterling. All right, uh, who else here? Um, I was going to ask you about sports betting. Oh. Since you, I can't understand this sports betting. Ooh. So now, you know, the betting is legal all over the place. Yeah. It's legal in New Jersey. Yeah. But it's not like you can't just, like, bet. <laughs> in the old days, if you're betting on, it like, an NFL game, like yeah. the... The the uh, the Green Bay Packers are playing the Chicago Bears, and right. the Green Bay Packers are favored right. by two and a half points. So right. they're giving two and a half points to the Bears score. Right. Very easy. Yeah. You bet on one or the other. They, they don't. I don't think they do that anymore with any of these things. Yeah, you you can, but like nowadays, people who are like mobile betting or like live betting oh, are like, oh, it's it's. Uh, so it's like it's so this is I don't understand. You can't just do that now. It's like. There's all these like these uh, uh, this thing where like it's you put a bet in and then you can sell that bet. I don't do any of that. I have no idea. I, I looked at that once. I said, you know what? This is not for me. This I don't do any of that. I don't sell bets. I don't like you could buy points. So if it's two and a half, you can make it three and a half. What? Yeah, it's wild. You could do live betting. Like it's third and uh, it's third and ten. Do you think this will be a pass play? You think if, oh. if it's a pass play, will they catch the ball? If they catch the ball, how many yards will they get? I mean, I've been at people's houses where they have i like three iPads and just like hitting like buttons. <laughs> it's so wild stuff. So no, I don't know what the sell bet is. What, what is a parlay? Uh, multiple bets. Oh my god, this is like horse. This is why I don't do horse racing. Oh, I don't know horse racing either, but it's just great. I just pick numbers and like when, uh, they, when they, I would go to the I would go to the track just to, uh, to watch the horse race. The horses race. I'm there to watch it. Like I can't understand. Like oh, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. I'm like, I'm like I can't just bet. I'm, I'm just gonna bet on who I think may win. You can't. I mean, you, you the problem is people overcomplicate it. You can. Well, because they're 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 sick. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're like, oh, you should you should double this in a parlay. No, you could you can say I want the number oh, one to win. God, and just yeah. The sports betting is just insane and. Uh, well, again, if no one had mobile devices, they wouldn't even be on all this stuff. Now it's right. like, you can bet on anything, on any, at any time. Uh, I mean, you could go to the casino online. Like, yeah. Like, you can go, you can go into the MG, like, I can log into the MGM now and sit at a blackjack table. Yeah. And all the casinos are getting like that, which is really the, I mean, there's the fun in, like, electric dice for craps. There's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then they're really rigging it. Oh yeah, or or, uh, or uh, when I was in Vegas last year, they had a dome, like trouble and two dice, and you could hit the thing. <laughs> the popomatic, the popomatic uh, bubble, the popomatic bubble, and you can like electronically place your bets. Uh, oh, stupid! No, that is stupid. That I agree with. Oh man! All right, time for some celebrity debts. So, this is somewhat wrestling related. The inventor of the Slim Jim. There's a guy named that. Lon Adams. He died at 85. Yes, I saw Lon Adams. I feel like this year, I don't know what you covered. This year, though, there's been some big deaths already. Yeah, we've done much. But Lon Adams died. Right. And, of course, wrestling-wise, it's notable because uh, the Macho, Macho Man, Man uh, Randy Savage, did the, the snap into a slim jim. I mean, he got a figure out of yeah. that. Of course. That's how iconic it is. Well, he changed his, like, ring gear to be, like, yellow and red. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Slim Jim. Have you already had a Slim Jim? I never have. It is the most disgusting. I never have. <laughs> I never had anything promoted by wrestling. Ico Pro. Well, I mean, it was beef jerky. Slim that's all it was. Yeah, but there's better beef jerky. Like, I wouldn't want a Slim Jim now. But I don't like any beef jerky. Yeah. I've had beef jerky. What am I, a dog? I've had beef jerky. It's okay. Well, the wind has stopped. 
That just means the tornado's coming. We hit with lightning. Yeah, the eye of the tornado is just here. That's all it means. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, let's see. Who else? Wow, you covered all the debts. I was the only one. Well, we've done. Well, hold on. Uh, I, somehow, Rob and I missed this one back in January. 94 years old. Tommy Lasorda. Yeah. The old Los Angeles Dodgers man. He was doing bad for a while, too. Yeah. Now, he wasn't Slim Jim. He was Slim Fast. Wow. Uh, yeah, the right, old commercial. Right. I'm the I'm Tommy Lasorda. I drink ultra yeah, slim fast. Yeah, I gotta forget that. Which was ridiculous because the guy never lost any weight. And then Slim Fast went out of business, I think. Yeah. Well, no, I think they probably are in some. I don't know. Now is a good time to market any crap. <laughs> you ever, you, bars. You, you've probably seen Ladybugs, right? Oh, of course. My favorite is at the end. Rodney Dangerfield has the team. I, I guess him and the in the uh, the boss. They started. Uh, they basically just started doing. Uh, uh, Essentially, cross-dressing. Yeah, the whole soccer. Yeah, it's all boys. Yeah, it's all boys. Yeah. No, it was it was a baseball team. Now oh, they're on, oh, yeah. Right. So they're on the bus, and it's all it's all yeah, like little yes. boys, and they have put on the wigs and yeah. all. And it gets out, and then uh, the yeah, the, oh, the yeah. other coach shows up, and it's Tommy the sword. He goes, "Are you Chester Lee? <laughs> uh, who's asking?" Well, I'm Coach Cannoli, and I heard a rumor that you dressed on your soccer team a boy as a girl. And then the other guy's like, Cannoli, that's patently ridiculous. Oh, I've never, never been so insulted. That's such a good rumor. How could you dare repeat a rumor like that? That kid killed himself. Yeah, Jonathan Brandis. Yeah. That yeah. Sidekick. Yep. Hold on. All right. So, uh, where was I? I'm the sword. Yes. And so also, we met this this lady, Jessica Walter. Ugh, that was terrible. 80 years old yeah, from... In uh, her sleep, yeah. Arrested Development. Dinosaurs, Archer. Yeah. PCU. PCU, right. Ah, she was nice. PCU was a movie ahead of its time. Which still doesn't get talked about a lot. Well, I mean, you know, it's funny. It, it, you know, it's a movie where... This is, you know, it's like from 1994, and this guy shows up at this uh, this university, and it's all PC, you know, mm -hmm. politically correct. That's Spade, Piven. Yeah, David yeah. Uh, David Spade, Jeremy Piven was the star. Uh, Megan Ward, she was the uh, the, 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 the girlfriend in there. Um, yeah, and um, it's a hilarious movie. And basically uh, about you know just just uh, you know interest groups and and uh, all this and now it's just every obviously everything the politically correct is just insane. It's just it's just it's uh, a good movie and it's never on too. I feel yeah, like never replayed. So it's funny when I had, when I met Jeremy Piven and I had him sign the cover. He goes he goes you know that's not me. I said what do you mean? He goes, that's my head, but they just, they just, he goes, that's, it's somebody, he goes, it's somebody else's body. They just put our heads on it. I said, really? Uh, well, it's funny because I, if you, I don't know if you've seen, but the Jurassic Park figures of 1993, Wayne Knight's character has a figure and yeah. he's super slim. <laughs> so when I made him sign it, he, he was like, do you want to hear a story? I was like, yeah. And he said, you know, the figures were put out in like 91, like before casting. He's right, like, as soon as the script was done, he's like, so obviously, like they couldn't do a running change or like make a change for me. So this was what the concept they of just my character. Or something. Yeah, he's like the whole character changed when they casted me. Like uh. more goofy than like this, like not really Bond villain, but more of a serious like yeah. spy hiding the instead of this goofy guy who falls down and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jessica Walters, very nice lady. Yeah. And uh, oh, and finally, uh, Yafit Koto. Koto, he died, eighty-one. He was from Aliens. Yeah, oh yeah. And yeah, a yeah. James Bond movie, uh, Live and Let Die. Yeah, I just saw that. And, and also, he starred in Homicide: Life on the Street. Guess you did George Siegel already. Yeah, we, we yeah, talked about that. Yeah, that was a tough one. From the Goldbergs. Oh, from everything. Just shoot me. But yeah, uh, Yafit Koto, I got it. Uh, met at the Chiller. Ooh. And of course, he was in Midnight Run, my favorite all-time movie. Yeah, there's been a lot of deaths in 2021. So, sir, I, I I think this, uh, I, I think he's got your uh, identification. Hmm. 
What was his name in that that movie? I'm so bad with names. Wait, 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 wait. His name was uh, it was like was it Oswald? Mosley. And it's because on the train the guys like because Robert De Niro kept uh, had the guy's identification and he kept saying uh, that he was Agent Alonzo Mosley. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, if, <laughs> and the guy on the train's like, you know, uh, he's with the uh, FBI agent Mosley. I'm Mosley. <laughs> Classic movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't know. Got any, any other topics? I'm out. <laughs> TTMs, baseball cards, oh, uh, autograph cards, and uh, some figures. That's really about it. Maybe October. Not even like any good television shows no. on or nothing. No. I started watching The Sopranos. Well, you've seen it before. Yeah. As I said, I started rewatching The Sopranos. I've actually been I've been uh, binging the uh, the Muppet Show, the old one. Yeah, the one yeah. from the seventies. I've been Disney trying to watch Plus. the ones that aren't cut for stuff. So, what? there's a list of episodes that have like been because of music rights and stuff. Oh so. yeah, but they're still on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Saturday Night Live. Like some of the stuff on Peacock is like twenty minutes. Like, well, that show's usually ninety, so <laughs> that's a lot cut. Or like the Chris Farley episode, like is completely cut. Like they just won't show anything. Do you remember when he hosted Farley? I just went down this rabbit hole thing Maybe. for some reason. So the opening monologue was Chevy Chase as his sponsor because yeah. he's so out yeah, of control. But was. it was true. Yeah. And, like, he lost his voice, so he's hoarse the whole time. He had an oxygen tank. It was like a disaster. Him or, or no, Chevy Chase? No, well, no, Chase actually looked normal there. Uh, Farley. So they, like, that is banned from syndication uh. and the Steven Seagal episode. Steven Seagal's banned. Like, there's like 10 people or so who are banned from SNL, like Sinead O'Connor. So Seagal was so unruly. <laughs> like, they won't replay his episode, and he's banned from the show, which now who cares? But in like 92, I think he like, I don't know if he went off the fly, or like he like, it's almost like when Trump hosted, and like yeah. he was like, the, but like, Trump, like, they left on because it was a, at least at least the election, right? So, but like Seagal, like, Lauren isn't going to take that. So they kind of just, <laughs> yeah, very hard to find clips from any of those shows. Really? Yeah. I think it's on, probably on Daily Motion, but I didn't go that far down the rabbit hole. Well, but, I mean, NBC yeah. puts out, you know, the, the cease and desist if you share it anywhere. I'm sure it's around. Oh, you could always somewhere. mirror, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah! All right. So, just going to talk about the uh, Dark Side of the Ring, which is on Vice. It is a wrestling sort of documentary about all these scandals and tragedies from over the years. I'll go through a bunch of them briefly. But uh, there is a theme, which is, you know, the wrestling, there's a works and shoots. And a work is like, you know, the wrestling, uh, you know, kind of a... Storyline. Yeah, the... I don't want to say fake, but really it's, the predetermined stuff. Yeah. Uh, the embellishment... And I just feel like the a lot of these are actually works. So, the one was a Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody, I think, is a good one. Although I don't think maybe Atlas is embellishing a little bit. But Tony Atlas. He, yeah, Tony Atlas. I think he's pretty. Like I believe his story in Dutch Mantel, right? <laughs> so Bruiser Brody was this massive wrestler from the '70s and '80s. Big, big guy. And he was wrestling in Puerto Rico in the late '80s. And this other wrestler down there killed him and. Stabbed him in the shower. I think it was overpaced, like something nonsensical. And never went to jail. Never went to Well, his trial was a farce. <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. Right. They were going to, like, send the... Because uh, uh, it happened in Puerto Rico, and, like, Atlas and Mantel obviously didn't stay there. They never right. got, like, the disposition or all that nonsense. Um, and, and, it was some, and then it was something like Tony Atlas was like, well, they never asked me to come to testify. Right, like, like okay. something crazy. Or like Dutch got something like a day, the day the trial ended because he was watching it on TV, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so then, he was dead. And then it just sort of ended. Like his wife, they interviewed her, his son, and then, uh, oh, like Carlos Colon. They showed like old Carlos Colon clips <laughs> from an RF interview. And then there was, and then a similar one was Dino Bravo. Yeah. The old Canadian strongman yeah. who had his own wrestling federation up in, in Montreal and then came to WWF in the 80s and was kind of also, just... Also, that like was a, a story. They didn't, it's not an hour story. Right, but he's like... Like, like... Like he was in the car, <laughs> he was in the mob. Uh, he stole cigarettes from the wrong guy. How, first <laughs> of all, how how strange is that? Think about it. <laughs> he was, that in Canada, because everything is so heavily regulated. 
So they call them First Nation. It's what here we would call Native Americans. So on their reservations, because they, they didn't pay tax, so they got the cigarettes cheaper. And then they would smuggle them into, you know, Quebec and sell them there. And so Dino Bravo had all these smuggled cigarettes. And the stupid part was he was making like $5,000 on it. So they, so the, you know, the other mob, they don't even know who shot up the mobsters, but they shot him in his house for like nothing. Pretty much, right? And, uh, and then they, to me, that's where like the story ends. And then it was like another 25 minutes of like how he got shot. It must be uh, someone he knew. Like to me, whatever. He got shot for smuggling cigarettes. And also, uh, so it's unsolved. Yeah, uh, or it's you know one of those things where it's solved, but no one wants to solve it. And um, I don't think that have to be an hour. So it was that one. And then you had um, Jimmy Snuka. So. Oh. So Jimmy Snuka killed the girlfriend in Pennsylvania. Supposedly. Oh, he killed her. <laughs> in uh, back in the early '80s, and then and again, it was the same thing. It was like if they just like Vince McMahon got because so basically, it was like in her was it Hershey, PA? Yeah, it was in PA. I don't know the town. It was somewhere around there. So WWF at the time used to shoot like at this uh, what was it? The uh, Superstars or uh, USA Wrestling, yeah. whatever they had in the '80s. They used to sh- tape a show at this place in the middle of nowhere down there, and they tape there like you know, like a month's worth of TV. Yeah, they right? do like a lot a- there, and so, so they were like you know, they, they were like a big business in town. Like, oh, we don't want to screw up the WWF. You know, so basically, Jimmy Snuka like kills this woman, and then says that she slipped and fell. That story changed too, though. Yeah, well, it kept changing the story, right? Because then he like she fell out of the car and hit her head. <laughs> right, that was the second version. Wait, wait, so then in the middle of the this documentary, they have the Tonga kid, and he's like, Sorry. he he was staying with Snooka. He goes, oh yeah, she was, you know, uh, yeah, nothing happened at the the hotel, and that like ruined the whole alibi. Now Snooka's already dead at this point, but so that right. finally kind of was going to come to trial, and then he had dementia. Yeah, well, they claim he had dementia. Nonsense. I don't know if you've seen him at those signings in the later years. I, uh, I well, doubt cancer. it. This is, oh, cancer. That's what eventually killed him. But yeah, but I thought he had dementia. Where well, he that's said why. He yes. Yeah. They said he couldn't stand trial because he had dementia. But I think that was baloney. Who knows? I mean, all these people are shot. But then they had the then they had, they did the sheriff they interviewed, which is the best part. Oh, See, that's why that's useless. a good one. Useless. Did you hear about the second person in the car? Oh. And like the typical, like when you watch a B-level movie, and it's like script by script. Like if someone's lying, make sure they look away. Make sure they blink a lot. He was like, yeah, and this guy like followed all that. He basically uh, just just didn't investigate, didn't care. Because Vince Mc, and then there was a thing was like, uh, do you know there was some meeting with you and Vince McMahon? And, I don't re- like, recall no. that. Who Vince? Like, what who? I don't think so. And they're like, you know, the person we just interviewed said, nah, nah, I don't <laughs> think so. No, I would remember that. But those I like because at least they into like. Even the Brody one, like, I never heard the whole story. Yeah. Or Snooker, I never heard about the sheriff. Right. Like, they got the sheriff. <laughs> why would you... To me, it's like, why would you want to be interviewed for this? What what, what purpose does he have? He's retired. Didn't Probably didn't know about all this information. <laughs> but why even want to be... Why even want to be on You're on TV. <sighs> I guess. On Vice? That he probably doesn't even get in his home? All right. And then the last one of the, the New Jack. Oh, that's just a So disaster. this New Jack guy... <laughs> that's, that's really... This hardcore ECW uh, guy... He basically would li- literally beat people up in the ring. Like, didn't care. Just beat them up. Uh, oh, and the mass transit incident. Is the so mass transit is up in Rhode Island. It was this dumb, like, obese kid, 17 years old, with these midget wrestlers. and Doing a Ralph Cramden gimmick. Yeah, and he, decided, well, and he decided he was going to take the punishment from New Jack in this match. And... You know, stupidly did it, and so New Jack like cut his whole forehead well, open. Well, the story and... from New Jack was always like, one, he was like a pain in the ass in the locker room, so obviously that didn't go well. And then two, he asked New Jack to cut him to be like one of the boys, and he's like, "Oh, I'll cut you." <laughs> he's like, "I couldn't get it to cut. I tried two times. I said, "I ah, hell with it." And just cut his whole forehead oh, open. God. And then New Jack literally stabbed the guy in like North Carolina fifteen times. Went to jail. Now, first of all, they had a trial for the mass transit thing. And New Jack got off. Got off, right? Because all the other wrestlers backed him. Right. And so I, then I, he, I thought even even like the well, Mass Transit himself, the boy, the kid, didn't yeah, want useless. like yeah, he's useless. So then wait, so then 
this, he stabs the hell this other useless guy. <laughs> nobody in like nor in Florida. They arrest him. The guy comes to the jail and says to New Jack, "Listen, I'll I'll say I'm not going to press charges, but you and I then go on the road and have this whole like revenge saga." So New Jack's like, "Yeah, sure, absolutely." He drops the charges. New Jack leaves the prison and just takes off. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Like, can you blame New Jack for that? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that also didn't have to really be like a dark side. Like, like some. Well, and then really they talked stretched. about like him and, and him and the uh, Mustafa guy that was his yeah. gangster teammate who tried to who kept freebasing like pencil shavings. Yeah, like like again like. The dark side of the ring ones that are really good are the ones that like the Brosy the Brody one. Um, but the New Jack one is just like he's just a maniac. Like the one this Thursday is Nick so, Cage. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, exactly. So there's uh, some other ones. So there, there was they had the Road Warriors. That's a good one. And uh, that was mo- mostly about the. I don't think Animal had died yet. So it was mostly no, about no, no, no. the Hawk guy and how much of a disaster he no. was. So my you know, animals, is, animals' feelings were hurt because he teamed up with in, in NJP. Was it NJPW or IJPW? Yeah, it was in, uh, the Hellraisers. Yeah, had his own a different animal, a yeah. different World Warrior. My, the funniest part about it was they talked about, I don't know what year this was, they said they were at a club, and Vince McMahon oh, is yeah, in there, yeah, yeah. and Vince insisted to take the finisher, the finishing move of every wrestler who was there. So they were all putting these, like, power bombs on Vince McMahon in this, in this strip club. Yeah, just cocaine. I mean, that is, that is just cocaine. You're all gonna put me in the pile driver! Alright, so then, the other ones I was gonna talk about was they did the fabulous moolah which i never knew that she was like basically like this like pimp like a yeah like a basically. pimp for all the women wrestling yeah, like yeah she controlled it like a pimp but that's another one where not that they shouldn't have done it but like she's dead <laughs> and, yeah so right but like she can't say anything about herself and well, they then, had the they had people talk you know supporting her yeah they had a ton of people supporting her which is even crazier um but yeah that was the moolah was a good one my notes blew away and then blew back. Ah, to me. It's a sign. Uh, yeah, uh, Moolah was a good one. The Moolah, and I, I, again, I couldn't believe it. And then they did the Von Erichs, which was pretty That's good. That's terrible. That's a sad one. That is just yeah. awful. This Ugh. is just the one guy left. Ugh. And his kids are in it now. I never knew that Kerry mm. Von Erich wrestled like without a foot. Oh yeah. You know yeah. when he was in WWF, and he just I always thought about like why did why was he kind of like a nobody there. Well, he was also, like, the drugged foot. out of his head. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that really is the most of it. And, uh... Right, and then I the my favorite one so far has been this UWF. Oh, UWF is the best with one. With Herb Abrams. Yeah. Now, do you, I, I don't remember this. No, I don't remember it. I really have no... Well, it was I, on... It was on all right, so, UW, no UWF came around in, like, 90, 90, 91. This guy, Herb Abrams, who came out of nowhere, coke fiend lunatic decided to start his own wrestling promotion and so, you know, spent all this money and he had all these guys you know like uh, the early Mick Foley and a lot of washed up people from WWF and slaughter, WCW right. uh, Slaughter Andre the Giant made an appearance which yeah. like, I don't recall at all well he made one appearance and then, and then Vince, Vince was like uh, yeah nah <laughs> come back to here right so <laughs> so this guy was like like nobody would show up at these matches the guy was like a disaster like a Partying cocaine all the time, and then eventually died. Um, and the way he, no one really knows the way he died. Hey, he was like indeed. running naked in the in the hallway, right? <laughs> and he had the strippers with him, and he shoved the door in the cop's face. As wild stuff, wild stuff. Yeah, it's just you. UWF I like a lot because I know I never really heard of it. Uh, Apparently, it was on Sports Channel, which back was, then nobody I, no. I didn't get it. In the nineties, I didn't have cable until like late ninety one, early ninety two, and even then. Like to find stuff was well. By the we had by the time I had like a like one of those like decrypted boxes yeah. to get Sports Channel, it was already it was too late. Oh, like I don't even know late. if I yeah, I never even heard of Sports Sports Channel. So that was yeah. Well, that the was, Yankees and Mets were on it. I thought the Yankees were on PIX and MSG. Mm, no, that was in they went to MSG around '92. They had been on Sports so Channel before. See, that's then. exactly when I got cable, late '91, '92. Right. So Sports Channel never really existed for me. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, UWF is going. The Pillman one was really good, though. I had a, uh, a movie. Did you see? It's on Netflix. Uh, uh, Thunder Force. No. With Melissa McCarthy. It's actually no. good. I don't know. She really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was. It's like a super. It's like a goofy superhero thing with her and uh, uh, Octavia Spencer and 
What the heck's the guy's name from Broadwork Empire? Uh, Cannavale and oh, and Jason okay. Bateman. Jason Bateman's great. He is great. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. All right, maybe I'll give it a shot. Melissa McCarthy, I could. Yeah. I think she's funny. Yeah, she's okay, but then she again she falls into the trap of playing the same character. Well, it's Every the same thing. She's like, maids. yeah, she's just you know the overweight, you know, uh, a loser. Uh, goofy, doofy, yeah, yeah, you know, screw up yeah. with the straight friend, and you know, so she's basically, you know, she's the funny person. That's all I got. That's interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> hey, Greg, do you know what it's time for? It's time for a well known jingle of the episode. When I wake up in the 